0: NANIETON <tries> 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 <tries>
1: right perfect we're back nice we're back. to be back it's a little bit of a special extra episode today i guess mini episode yes yeah we need to know all about what war is and what love is and life is <laughs> right exactly yes yeah well it's been a weekend since the release of Knights uh, of the dead uh, the new maiden live album from uh, mexico, mexico september, september 2019 right so a little bit Longer than a year ago, it was recorded. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was initially going to wait till I got the physical record to listen through it because that's like I usually like to do. But uh, I I won't be getting it till tomorrow, and I couldn't wait, so I listened to it all. Uh, yeah, Friday when it came, which is fun because we released the first episode the same day they released the live album, which was uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that which is a, which felt
1: kind of fun. Which was not a coincidence, however. No, <laughs> no, no, not, not
0: <laughs> at all. No, no, that was that was good idea on your part i think and i that's very planned
1: <laughs> yeah I, I i went ahead and listened the midnight thursday but not the whole right. thing not the whole thing I, I think i skipped the last segment uh, where, where they mainly play classics because okay, right, um, yeah. as you might know dear listener it's kind of divided in in three parts the legacy set so first you have the yes. war war part and then you have the religion and then right. hell or you know just made and really. Yeah. <laughs> the last part is kind of shoehorned but it works for me I think it's just to get like a general pointer for this tour before we head into this uh, recording of it. I think it was a really good tour and uh, the Stockholm gig was excellent.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think as far as best of tours goes, because whatever, whatever, however you want to call it, this is a best of tour. For Uh, sure. uh, Yeah, and uh, I think it's the best one so far.
1: Yeah, I talked about this with Maiden Podden uh, when I guest last week, and uh, when we really, the, the main part of the discussion was Bruce's three last solo records, but we did touch yeah. on, uh, on Legacy, and I think it's among the best best-offs, because uh, early years is a really cool one, and I think Edward the Great, the first, really the kind of first best-off, at yeah. least in the 2000s, was good too. We um, featured a couple of um, clips from that one. We kind of yeah. failed to mention it, or I edited out when we mentioned it, that those <coughs> clips were from uh, Wardrock uh, in Belgium, yeah. I do believe, or Holland, mm. Netherlands, uh, from 2003. I think that was a good one, too. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. But Legacy was so solid, and it wasn't really a gimmick. It was really the legacy of this band, in a sense.
0: Well, they, they, they did They did also... I mean, it's the most impressive stage show they've had. Uh, I'd say even Without more a doubt. so than... I mean, you know, usually the benchmark is, you know, World Slavery Tour or some degree when they did Somewhere Back in Time. But I'd say this is a lot better. I just, you know, yeah. it, it's a bigger. Really.
1: Yeah, my my friend that I attended the show with, he said like, yeah, Maiden always had this kind of shabby chic, you know, kind of <laughs> nice, but a little bit, uh, yeah, what's the word? I mean, the, the the effects and everything maybe a little bit... Uh, Charming rather than impressive sometimes, but on yeah. this tour it was not really the case. Everything was kind of impressive, you know, on a business standard level. What can you say? Like yeah. uh, the highest kind of level up there with Ramstein and whoever else puts on massive uh, live shows. I would say.
0: I, I I would say that I um I've talked had the discussion with people also about how the effects sometimes are you know more charming than you know impressive. And I don't, I don't really agree because I think that some, you know, when you have these, it takes a little bit of a leap of imagination. If you're having, if you have, if they have a if you're watching a heavy metal band play on a outside, it looks like a giant, you know, pyramid. Then you have to have a little <laughs> bit of imagination about just, you know, right, take right. a little bit. Of leap. And that's, you know, you got to do that kind of, and you know, it, uh, because it's. I understand people who, who kind of feel that way, but I think that you got, you got, if you're there doing it, you got to kind of suspend your, you know, right, slightly right. for a bit to enjoy it
1: properly I think. Yeah, when you put it like that I think it's, it makes sense. I have a metal band playing in a pyramid. Like, yeah, you need to apply your imagination.
0: But, like when they have the big Eddie coming out, you know, it's cool, but it's also it's it's fun, but you know, at the end, you know, if you focus too much on the fact that it's a huge inflatable head, it's not it's not as fun.
1: I'm going to say just quickly on that matter that I was never into Eddie on stage. It was never my thing. I'm a huge Maiden fan, but I was never like, whoa, Eddie's on stage, you know. I, I don't want him to be not attend you know of course i want eddie in a song or two but it was never really it doesn't matter much to me i have to say All right. maybe that's sacrilege in, in this context what about you
0: oh i love it i love i love them coming up i do that i love that whole thing um but i can understand people who don't. Too, and
1: that's, you know. i don't dislike it i don't dislike it it's definitely part of what maiden is and i love the development from the early um, kabuki mask Type deal, uh-huh. you know, or the the stage antics of uh, Dennis Wilcock with the uh, fake blood and and yeah. daggers and and how they kind of develop it further and further. But I think it, for me, it feels like a bit like Christmas, like it's a bit for the kids. You
0: know? Well, yeah, maybe, but I mean, it's, for me, it's kind of like also like I enjoy, you know. But that, that's the, that's a very good way of putting it. It is like Christmas in the sense that when you see him, it's tradition that you get the the walk the walk on Eddie first, and then later during the song Iron Maiden, you get the big Eddie behind it. And that's just you know, yeah, right. I just I. I mean do they, they always look great no but it's it's fun it's just part of the fun of the, the whole spectacle I'd
1: say. yeah yeah i would say so and i mean to tackle uh, the actual album nights of the dead i think maybe we could just head on first with some things that maybe um uh-huh. have been hot topics on this album one is that a lot of people complain about how the crowd sounds i've got a few comments on it first i'd like to hear your lowdown on on this
0: i think that it just it seems like the and that's not just a problem with the crowd I uh, it's not the best mix album live album I've heard. Put it that way. Uh, there's certain places where I know there's three guitars doing a thing. And you can only hear one of them. Mm. Uh, the drums and bass sound great. That that's that's what I will say. They sound really, you know, they sound amazing. But it's a lot of other stuff has sort of suffered along the way. And the crowd, the crowd. I was listening to the revelations just now from the uh, from the album, and that's too bad because that's one of the best performances on the album but the crowd sounds its almost it's it sounds like it's five people in a room yelling they didn't do a great job with mixing the the audience noises nah. or anything really I, say. I mean
1: i i i what i i really tried to put my wrap my mind around this i used to work with front of house i used to work with live sound and i've mixed a few on stage recordings and i'm not like the biggest live album fan but i do enjoy mm-hmm. live live albums so i really kind of looked into this a kind of Maiden's live album history uh, yeah. up, upon the release and I found that maybe Steve always tries a little bit of a different angle with every album mm-hmm. every live album, maybe not so much Flight 666 and uh, Live Chapter they're kind of the same concept but uh, uh, for example regarding the crowd noise or crowd uh, interaction yeah. maybe you should say uh, it's different on different albums uh, you have um, a Real Life Dead one where he really tried to make this bootleg type sound you know like you're in the audience right and then you have the more traditional mix on uh, i guess uh, live after death or downington or something like that that sounds like a normal live album and um, on this one (laughs) what i think he went for but this is again me guessing and using my ears Uh to to my to the best of my abilities is that he tried to make this kind of you know world cup football crowd sound because it sounds like that distant horde like (sighs) Way in the way in the back, right? That could,
0: that could that could be it. Yeah.
1: And uh, also like when you make an, a live album, you've gotta decide from which perspective is this gonna be projected uh-huh. um, in terms of audio, like is it gonna sound like you're on the front row in the snake pit, or is it gonna sound like you're seated or is it gonna sound like uh, you're in the sound booth mixing the concert? or is it gonna sound like what I think this one sounds like, you're the drummer? This album sounds like you're the drummer. Yeah, the crowd yeah, is true. really far away. And you have this very beautiful stereo uh, depiction of the drum sound, which, you know, oh, yeah, drums yeah. alone make this a worthy release. I'm just going to say right now to, like <laughs> to, to rid the, most of the negativity because I don't have too much of that. But obviously when Maiden releases a new album and it's another live album, it will be scrutinized yeah. and it will be compared to the others. But what I've heard, to finish my line here, is that I've heard a new approach again. Like at least they've tried a new thing with this live album, it's, it has a unique live album sound, if you are familiar with Maiden's live album discography. So what's your comments?
0: That, that, that made me, actually, I think I'm going to like it more now with that, I think having that in mind, actually. So that, that, that's a very interesting take on it. And that, I, I really like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it does, they, they do all sound different. Uh, I think the two closest ones that sounds somewhat similar, maybe, are and Rio and Death on the Road. Maybe. Those seems, yeah, they sound pretty similar, I think. To and them.
1: also, uh, flight Flight 666 and Live Chapter have a very similar approach. Yeah. I love those two albums. They're great. They're great. And the fact that they are so good makes the new one it comes in like an underdog in a sense.
0: Well, they 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 did one. They did Flight 666, and then they
1: did. And Vivo as well.
0: And Vivo, which also sounds fine. It's yeah. It's okay. It's uh, but it's not among the the top, you know, the great ones. I'd say also something that I've heard, there's the there's, there's two comments I haven't read, read the most, and on both these, uh, I, I've sort of jumped into our, well, not really arguments, one of them was an argument, but one of them was <laughs> just me pointing something out, because something that's been sort of criticized is uh, the way Bruce sounds on the album. Right. And my, my feeling is, well, I've listened to his gigs after that and right before that that sound a lot better because uh, you get people like oh i mean he's old he's he's had it that's it like no i don't think that's the case at all i think also i i, I know that for i know well it's what well, ha, what i have seen a lot of people from the area of mexico yeah ch- chime in and saying well it, it's 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 2500 meters above sea level most visitors have to use oxygen tanks just to not pass out right singing there's got to be you know it, you know it, it, it that can't make it easier which is why maybe it's a weird decision to, <laughs> to yeah. do it there um,
1: yeah, I'm interrupting you, but I think it's on topic. I think uh, Rock in Rio uh, was mm-hmm. in the end of September, uh, yeah. the same year, and the beginning of October. I don't know which slot they played. And Bruce was clearly ill on that show, because I remember looking at it because it was streamed, and you could hear that he was ill. So Oh, uh,
0: you mean the one, the one, the recent Rock in Rio?
1: Yeah, it's really easy to hear that he's not on, in his full health in terms of... Um, uh, you know, just uh, nose cavity and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so forth and throat. I think he's a little bit, uh, just a, a slight uh, cold, at least. That, that probably
0: would have affected this as well.
1: I think so. And it's, that makes it a weird choice. I don't know if Steve doesn't care or if he's just, I don't really know why they picked this gig. Because there are bootlegs on the internet, right? We've heard them. He sings better throughout. I
0: mean, definitely. I mean, like if you take like Stockholm, he sounds amazing. Right. I was talking to a friend of mine right after that gig because when I saw them on uh, Book of Souls tour, I recall I was like, "Oh, yeah, you know, he he sounds good." But the, the the guy I heard on the Book of Souls tour sounded like I mean, I don't know they're going to be doing this too much longer. But when I heard him on the, the Legacy tour, he sounded amazing again. Like, yeah, they're yeah. not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> they sound you know they're they they're 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 still top of their game. And yeah, I yeah. think maybe maybe the thought is that you know they they picked it's hard maybe to pick maybe they found the. I mean, so, someone did point out in the Maiden Forum that, well, maybe he's not picking the gigs just based on how Bruce is doing, and maybe he's picking it as a whole, the, you know, the entire sure, yeah. picture. Yeah, and that's, that might be
1: it. Yeah, because uh, we saw them in Stockholm. It was the third gig of the entire tour. Yeah, I think they played only Estonia and Finland prior. So yeah, yeah. Bruce was obviously fresh. But then again, they also messed up Sign of the Cross. Uh, so the, yeah. band, the band was fresh too. But that was, you know, they really saved, they saved it. They saved oh, yeah. it nicely. And I think maybe I wouldn't have put it on a live album. And that's also a thing uh-huh. I wanted to mention uh, that is yeah. kind of important about this one. It's the first one from the single same stage in a while. Uh, it must have been it's, in vivo. Is it last? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that at least that puts it like um, separated in a way from um, uh, the last two live chapter and flight 66. Yeah. They were compilations, but maybe just maybe they should have made a compilation again. I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, I mean, every now and again they have done. I mean, like when they did the Rock and, the Rock and Rio. F- the 2002 album yeah that's one of my favorite live albums of of all time but you know a lot of times you're not going to get that amazing performance just one night
1: Nah, exactly even like live after death obviously it's uh, three or four nights in long beach and uh, now it was three nights in mexico city i think yeah that's why it's nights of the dead right not night Mm. and uh yeah, I thought like um, since we've gotten like the, the the issues out of this now, we can we can ha- handle one that. more though. All right.
0: That, 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 I just want to point out because I this is what I did get mad about today, because uh, there's 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 a problem with the, they had shipping problems with the the, the, new, the new record, so uh, a lot of pre-orders got haven't been sent out yet, uh-huh. and I think that is largely to do with the fact that we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. We are. And and I, when you see grown ass men, you know, like I'm furious, my package isn't here, like. I know it sucks but you know like millions of people have died. Uh right. And th- things sometimes will take a little bit longer. I mean I you know cuz I know like for I know people in England who you know aren't allowed out of the house more than once a week. Exactly. So, you know, I think a little bit of perspective. You for know, sure. I don't want to get in, like, mad, but if just like if you know, I understand it sucks not to have the thing, but you know, it's, it's fine. It's <laughs> <You're>
1: good. Fine. <laughs> it's good to mention. It's good to mention. Yeah, I don't really right. col- collect uh, the later half of Maiden's discography. I'm not like a, a completist yet, but I've, I'm obviously gonna be one, I think. So I don't, <laughs> really, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't have don't have many of the live albums. Actually, I have uh, only like Live After Death, and uh, yeah, I think I got only Live After Death actually on physical, and then like uh, some bootlegs that I burnt, and uh, Made in Japan on vinyl I have as well.
0: I, I think I had a lot of. I had them all on. Uh when i used to do cds now i can do vinyl i have live after death and i have uh, rock and rio i'm gonna get them all oh i have uh, the beast over hammersmith as well yeah um but i am a completionist unfortunately and the problem <laughs> yeah. is one of my least favorite live albums the the both the real Live dead one and donnington yeah are the most the most hard
1: to get <laughs> yeah exactly and expensive because the yeah. vinyl was so small at the time so yeah they come at a bit of a price but uh yeah, it's a good point you make there that, uh, I mean, come on, you, you're not getting your pre orders, but still you can listen to the album. I listened I, you know, Thursday yeah. midnight, I listened to it. You know, I was actually awaiting it, like finishing up some of my some of my work, you know, for yeah. the next day so that I could stay up a little bit and, and uh, give it a listen. And uh, I think, I, yeah.
0: I think it would suck. I mean, if, if it was a new, completely new studio album with new songs you hadn't heard yet and you'd made an effort not to hear them and you're waiting and waiting. I can understand getting annoyed about that, but again, it's not you know it's it's just the way it's just the, the just the world we live in at the moment, and you got to kind of relax about it because it's not the most important thing in the world.
1: That's I how it yeah. is. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think on, on that note, then we could head into yes. like our highlights of this mm-hmm. of this live album that we uh, again dear uh, listener, we have recorded the episodes that you will hear later. We've already recorded, but we're doing this yeah. kind of real time uh, too. Yeah, because it's a, it's a new thing. It's a new yeah. release. It's quite a big deal, I would say, in, in Maidenland, right? A new live Definitely. album. Uh, even Definitely. Even though they have a few. How, how many would they have now? Like official live full-length albums? Official
0: live albums, you mean? Oh, so 13. 13? Apparently, yeah. Wow. That's what they're saying.
1: That's a ton of live albums. More than I thought I thought 10. I think we're, getting, we're, getting,
0: we're, getting, we're probably going to get at least, I'd say, before, before everything's said and done. Uh, there's, there's several tours that I haven't released anything from. I think we're going to get at least one per tour. Uh, and Probably a few more, so I I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we get at least you know five or six more live albums. So.
1: Me neither, and I would like that to happen. Sad- Me too. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I mean, okay, no. sadly, I think somewhere in time that world tour is, is lost to us. I don't think there yeah. there are any good uh, recordings of that. But yeah, anyway. Well,
0: you know, hopefully, someone has at least a you know a table, you know, a, you know the sound, you know.
1: Yeah, like soundboard. Yeah, soundboard. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. So, so yeah, uh, highlights.
0: Top, top three highlights, I guess. Um, why don't yeah. you start? And but,
1: I'll s- yeah, I'll start with one and we go back and forth. Uh, I think that'll be the most interesting way. And uh, I already addressed in the Two Minutes to Midnight episode due this Friday uh, that I was really looking forward to The, the Wicker Man. Um, yes. Especially because of Adrian's like development of his already great solo. Yeah. And um, I included a quick clip of that, so you've, you will hear that or you've already heard it on the actual album. But I have to say that uh, for me Wicker Man is definitely going in as a as a highlight, and I think mm-hmm. it's uh, also a cool thing about it is that for me it's like uh, the new Maiden song, right? It was the yeah. first ever Maiden release uh, coming out after I was um, initiated as a fan. So I remember seeing it on TV, buying all the singles. <laughs> I got it on mm-hmm. CD single, I got a vinyl single as well, and um, you know just to hear it as part of their legacy and uh, a Maiden classic, 20 years old by now. It feels like it really kind of set in. Obviously, it's on Rock and Rio. It's also yeah. on En Vivo, but I think this version is really good. I like it.
0: I like that they did. Uh, it's. I think it's like the first time. Which really, what I really like is that uh, Adrian does backing vocals for the pre-chorus. Yeah. And they haven't done that before in this song. That makes it sound really cool. Yeah, I like that. He um,
1: added more and more back in vocals. I, d- I think he did very little back in 2000 when he just yeah. rejoined, and maybe that was because he had to focus on actually getting the guitar shops up and you know learn all those songs from the 90s. They yeah. played uh, like a half an hour of, of 90s music, I think at least, when he rejoined. So he had some he had some stuff to learn.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm gonna just do it in order that they appear on the album. And like I already mentioned, it I despite the spite of the the, the the audience uh, sound not being great, uh, Revelations. that's like this is a great version of Revelations. I feel.
1: Yeah, Revelations uh, is always great. I would say.
0: Yeah, no, it just it sounds it sounds amazing, and the only thing would make it slightly better is if the audience sound was you know more.
1: Yeah. Common.
0: But it's uh, it's one of my favorite songs, and it uh, they did it. I remember it sounded it sounded great when I heard it here in Stockholm, and it sounds great here it's uh yeah i'll never get tired of that song I
1: don't think. yeah i mean without spoiling i think it's been in my top five for quite a while that song i love revelations everything mm-hmm. about it i love for me it's always going to be bruce dickinson's magnum opus and i think he has a few really good songs in there so it's not yeah, like it's yeah. uh it's not like it's uh without competition in in terms no. of bruce songs especially if you count his solo stuff so yeah that one Definitely. is great and i have to say i've come to accept the crowd The sound, the way the crowd sounds. Again, on on, again on the merit of it being maybe a distant horde (laughs) rather than you're in. You're not in the crowd. You're actually up on the drum riser. That's how I look at it.
0: Yeah, I mean that that that, if that's the way he's thinking, that'll explain quite a bit. Yeah, (laughs) but
1: it still sounds like shit to be honest. But again, it's not that important. It's not that important. It's not a deal breaker for me. And uh, no,
0: it's still still enjoyable.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, another highlight. Um, Let's see here. I gotta. You've got to address a, 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 drummer, a drummery song with this great drum sound. And then we've got a few options. But it's going to be Where It Goes There. Not the best um, vocal performance, but it's a hard song to sing. And I think it kind of gets away with it, even on the album. And uh, the band the band performance on Where It Goes There is kind of out the roof. Some of the best takes the... I've ever heard of a band playing a song. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really well played.
0: Yeah, it's uh, th- th- that's that's great. I mean, it's, uh, that's the best drum intro, ever. Yeah, written, and it, it sounds great there. It sounds better here. I mean, you know, vocals aside, than it did when they did in two thousand five. I think.
1: Yeah, vocals aside for sure. Vocal wise, a little bit better two thousand five. I would say. Yeah. But yeah. it's not. It's a, it's a tough song to sing. It's yeah. I don't think any. I mean, yeah. I, I, I defy anyone to sing
0: that properly. Yeah, I think so, Chris
1: Jericho yeah. did it quite well, actually. Uh, a know, fellow, pod, a fellow podcaster and a wrestling uh, star. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did pretty well. But he said he he it, like this podcast called Pot of Thunder, and he said that it's a really tough song to sing, and that yeah. he he absolutely respects uh, anyone even half succeeding. <laughs> At singing that song because fast, really fast, um, rhythmical phrasing of the vocals, and then landing on all, all these money notes all the time after oh, yeah. that fast rhythmical phrasing that will put you out of breath, and then you have to oh. do the hey, hey, hey. so yeah, yeah where goes there? Gotta mention it, and a bit of a rare song, you know. Haven't been played a no. lot. Haven't been played a ton.
0: Now I knew I I didn't know the setlist before they uh, before I saw this gig when I saw the tour here. Because I just avoided spoilers because it was the first; it was so early in the tour, it was easy to avoid spoilers. Yeah, and I, I was, but I, 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 I knew there was going to be a big Spitfire flying over the crowd, and I was like, "Well," I said, "I, I, I my theory was they were open with this," mm. uh, but I was wrong. But they did; it was the second song, so I was close, I guess.
1: Yeah, I was that was one of my main, uh, like also for for visiting the show, one of my main highlights. When you you've mm-hmm. seen Ace High, and it was a song that I didn't really want to be honest. I yeah. kind of quickly addressed that before that I don't really need that one live no no anymore. But then when they head straight into where was there, I thought, okay, yeah, cocky move. Double yeah. o- double openers, you know. And uh, yeah, good one. So what's your next
0: uh, flight of Icarus, because uh, I just love hearing I love hearing I think this version is uh, better than the version of Live
1: After Death. Yeah, I think so too. Even with the vocals.
0: I think he still. I think he does it good here. I think it's fine. I think it's uh, because I think he, I think he as a whole in general sounds better now than he did back then. I mean, he could he could do, you know. I guess you know he maybe misses some stuff and say you know maybe it's a little harder for him to do some of the stuff now, but his voice is matured and he just sounds better doing it now. I think
1: there's this official live uh, video of that one too. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a better vocal performance in that one. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so again, it's a little bit strange that they, they've they picked this uh, 2,500 meters above sea level gig late into the tour and in the connection with the, with the flu, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. A little bit weird. But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, Steve's got to do what Steve's got to do.
0: I mean, a possible explanation may be that they uh, they planned to record that particular one and had all the the infrastructure to do it ready to go, and they just had to do it there because it, it would have been too expensive to do it you know somewhere else at that point. That could be it, I guess. I don't know.
1: Could be, uh, but then again, they record everything, I'm sure. So, yeah.
0: Maybe, yeah, that's true, I guess, yeah.
1: But uh, I don't know if they have to like pull in some extra uh, equipment and infrastructure for making an actual live record if they can't use the normal setup. I I'm not sure, I don't know how they operate in terms of that. No, no, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, yeah, so... Third
1: favorite? Yeah. That would be, this is, an, this is a bit of an easy one, I'll, I'll give an honorable mention as well, but uh, I have to say, for the great good of God, because obviously it's the new song on the album it hasn't been featured live at all before and uh, it's an epic and i think um, singing wise it's cool uh, good singing Uh, i prefer his voice on the live version over the studio version on this particular Mm -hmm. tune i think he kind of adopted it and bruce made it more bruce-like in a sense the way he phrases it and i think the verses sound way better i thought that already back in um tale at was the highlight of my experience of that show mm-hmm. which sticks out because i'm not a huge AMOLAD guy you know i, I like the mm-hmm. album i love the album but i'm not a huge AMOLAD guy so for that song to win in this roster of songs you yeah, know yeah. it had to That's be a easy. great version and great placement in the set we got three 10 minute epics in this set which is cool by itself mm-hmm. the clansman uh, this one and sign of the cross so yeah. really cool set list Also, I have to add on. on yeah, in it's, terms it's, of that. it's just amazing. An yeah. honourable mention would be Evil Do just because I love that song. Uh, it's just such a good song. Great solo doubled again, Yannick Yeah. Yeah, solo. Yeah, Janik and Adrian, and they double it great. Uh, good vocal performance. I think Bruce sang it right also this time. This is one of the
0: best vocal performances on the on the on the record, I'd say. Yeah. So Evil uh,
1: Do definitely as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, my last one would be the the Klansman. Mm, yeah. I think they did that very well. I love that song, um, and yeah, it was just it was great, and I loved hearing it back in *Tell It So I think a lot of this this stuff is maybe because this makes me look back very fondly on a gig right. that I loved. So even if they did it better then, and when I listen to it, I guess I'm sort of kind of more mentally *Tell It Too* than I am just sitting here listening to it. Yeah, and that probably helps quite a bit because they did a lot. They did it better there than they did it here on the album. Uh, a fun fact that they initially on Spotify, spelled the name wrong for that t- title. Oh, right. yeah, They had it as the clan's men up until, I don't know when, but now they've changed it. So they corrected the, 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 uh, the error now. All right. uh, so that was kind of fun. So those are my three,
1: my top three. Yeah, And I think we kind of uh, encapsulated what's great about this particular live record. Yeah. But mainly the tour itself kind of. You know, wins uh, definitely, uh, definitely the the actual recording. But that makes me think also, what do I want to hear when I when I made and release a live album? Do I want to hear the ultimate versions of the songs, or is it more about capturing an actual place in time? You know, in this case, Mexico City. Uh, yeah. maybe that's more important in a sense. It's not really about getting the ultimate version of the songs because they've all been recorded in the studio pretty much live mm-hmm. anyway.
0: The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how
1: they usually record it. So I think it's more like maybe a I look at it as a document, you know, as a a perspective on 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 this tour, and in that sense, it works. Uh, but I think still the last two were better. Yes,
0: I have to. And say. I'm I'm sure the next one will be better, even better as well. So
1: yeah, and uh, yeah, we will be more on this. I thought uh, for this podcast made in A to Z, maybe we would make a a secondary uh, playlist with uh, our favorite live yeah. live renditions of songs.
0: We could do that. We could definitely do that. I was thinking just now because we're going to have Henrik on this one. He hasn't heard the album yet. Oh yeah. Uh, But maybe we can do uh, because we're going to talk live albums in general. uh, But we're we're kind of running short in time here, so maybe we can do a separate mini episode where we do that, and we can rank our top three live albums.
1: Good idea. Yeah, and bring Henrik Uh, in. It's good to have more perspectives on it. And definitely. Again, you said thirteen live albums, so there's quite a bit to go through there.
0: I Uh, I guess we could rank them all. That might take a while. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll yeah. figure, it out, <laughs> we'll figure it, it out. We'll figure
1: it out. We'll figure it out. And I think maybe uh, like uh, th- also like an extra playlist with maybe 20 songs. The best 20 live yeah. songs. Our favorite yes. live songs or 21, seven each or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That again. sounds good. Yeah. We'll figure it out. will work. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, just a, yeah. a quick extra bonus episode. We've got an episode coming out on Friday as usual. Yes. And, um, yeah, we've got a long ways to go. Uh, but we are kind of up and going now, I feel.
0: Yeah, I it's, it's I'm having it's it's really fun and uh uh when you when you're listening to this, you know, we the first step, the first real episode's been out not quite a week yet and uh so far the few people that I know have have heard it, have told me they they've enjoyed it. So I think they were doing something right. And I think uh yeah, I'm I'm excited to be up and running.
1: Yeah, it's cool cool to be up yeah. and going and uh you know, just uh getting uh, getting the gist of it, you know. Yeah. In, in terms of just spending hours and hours talking about Maiden, that's no problem, right? But uh, no, this is a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> so that's no problem. But yeah, trying to make it, you know, trying to find our voice in in it, I guess. And it's uh, I would say so far so good. So I definitely, hope definitely. I hope you agree with us, dear listener, and uh, tune in again on Friday, or actually whenever you want to listen. But I think Friday yeah. is a good is a good day for a, an hour of Maiden talk. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So up the irons, I guess. Yeah, up the irons, over and out. See you. Bye-bye.